I'm Ken Skeehan. Grace Darling was my mum. Obviously shared the name as it came down the family. So from a very, very young age, I heard from my elder siblings, I was one of eight, stories about Grace. I suppose the time that I really realised how big a deal Grace was, was when Blue Peter wrote to Mum, asking her if she and myself and my younger brother would appear on the show. And they wanted us because some of the crewmen that Grace saved presented her with a gold locket containing a hair from each of their heads. And that had passed down through the family uh, to my mum. Sadly, when she told Blue Peter that she'd already donated the locket to the RNLI Museum, Grace Darling Museum in Bamburgh, they decided they didn't need us in the studio. <laughs> so um, I never got my Blue Peter badge. Although I grew up 300 miles away from the scene of her exploits, from, again, a very young age, it was evident to me that um, the heritage felt privileged, not in a sense of wealth or luxury, but having an ancestor who became internationally famous uh, due to what the world saw as an act of heroism, but she saw just as her duty. So I've always been very, very proud of, of that heritage. All my brothers and sisters have too. She's been a presence in my life all the time. I used to work in training a lot. And if I was ever asked, uh, one of the icebreakers we used to use would be tell us something you don't know about you. And Grace was my go-to fact. But it wasn't until I got a lot older that I began to learn more about the detail of her daily life before, during and after uh, the rescue. Grace's father was the lighthouse keeper and her younger brother was the official assistant lighthouse keeper. Grace was the only other member of the family that lived on the lighthouse with her mother and father and brother. And um, she basically did much of the upkeep, maintenance, cooking, along with her mother. Keeping a lighthouse in good order is a, a very difficult challenge. You know, it's stuck out in the middle of the ocean, battered by waves and rain and wind. And, and so it was a really hard existence. They used to be on an island uh, not that far away. The previous lighthouse had some gardens, Brownsman Island. They, that was probably about 30 minutes solid row away. And they grew much of the food that they ate on Brownsman Island, which Grace was responsible for um, cultivating and, and maintaining, along with her father and brother. And um, they had to obviously keep the lamp, the all-important lamp in the lighthouse, fit for purpose so that it could shine every day. And um, they rode, had to row to the mainland for any other supplies that they needed. I've been on a boat to Longston on a reasonably nice autumn day, but it's choppy. Um, it's choppy most, around most of the farm islands, and I cannot imagine uh, rowing a boat in a violent storm around those waters. Simply, uh, her younger brother 
uh, Brooks as he was known, was stuck on the mainland because of the storm that was happening and it was impossible for him to row back on his own. So it left Grace, her mother and father, uh, on, the, on Longstone and um, a stormy night it was routine for them to take the family to take turns to watch uh, for any potential danger or ships that might run aground and of course the Forfarshire did and uh, sank very very quickly off Harker Rock about three quarters of a mile away and um, there's no way that her father could have rowed out on his own. So whilst they were devastated, uh, he said that he thought he could do nothing. And Grace said, if William was there, if Brooks was around, you, you'd go, you'd try, wouldn't you? Her father said, well, yeah, of course. And she said, you've always said I'm as good in rowing a boat as Brooks, let's do it. And she persuaded her father and because, of course, there were survivors, some of the uh, stories can be verified. And the five crewmen who were amongst the nine people she helped rescue were absolutely astounded that a young slip of a girl, uh, 19 years old, had um, rowed and was holding the boat while her father helped people aboard. Um, so there was a rationale, a reason for her to go. Happenstance that her brother couldn't get back. But it, that's the principal reason that we are sitting here today and talking about Grace and the fact that um, the world re regarded her as a heroine. From an existence where Grace made the most of the nature that surrounded them, um, she was suddenly thrust into the spotlight of what we now call celebrity. And arguably she was the first uh, national celebrity because the Times newspaper had only six months prior uh, gone national and it meant the story went around the country much quicker than uh, it would otherwise have done prior to that. And so Queen Victoria, for example, who had only ascended the throne the year before, heard quite quickly of the rescue and Grace's part in it. And it became a, just a huge story of uh, a young woman performing heroics in a world normally dominated by men. It did have a very negative impact. They were in the slightest bit interested in the trappings of fame. Largely the money that was sent to them as rewards from people she never knew stayed untouched. Um, they did all they could to satisfy the demands of the hordes of people who travelled to visit Longston, despite the turmoil, turmoil it caused to their daily routines. Um, the Duke of Northumberland who had in the past employed William as a, uh, her father as a gamekeeper, uh, became involved with the family and set up a trust for Grace, um, to which Queen Victoria herself donated £50. But as I said, none of this 
fame, and in those days a considerable fortune, uh, was touched by grace in any way, shape or form. When I think of Grace and her approach to service beyond self, um, it is absolutely evident that the values she inherited from her father and that the whole family lived by um, meant that they would always do their duty first, whatever the cost to themselves, whatever the uh, sacrifices they had to make. And for me today, I regard that as a fundamental value that courses through all the volunteers of the Royal National Lifeboat, RNLI. Um, I think every volunteer echoes the characteristics that Grace displayed. And we as a family feel the RNLI is an institution that be, should be supported in whichever way we can. Um, she remains the figurehead of the RNLI because I think the characteristics and values that she exhibited sum up perfectly those needed by the volunteers and service before self. Hello, this is Joanna Scanlon. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.